And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. I'm Steffi Barnett. On today's show, we catch up with Alid from Brigstow. Uh, myself and Steph talk to Kaz about translayer visibility. And Terra's here with your news extra, where we take an in-depth look at the hottest LGBTQ plus news stories. Uh, all coming today, right here on Shout Out. Evening all. So, nearly, nearly, like- nearly clocks go forward, everyone. Uh, in fact, very good point. Uh, this weekend, yes. um, if you're listening, because this is the time when you can be late for work if you don't realise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The clocks, so the clocks spring forward. They, they, they go forward like like 2am Sunday morning, don't they? But if you don't realise you don't put your clocks forward, you get up to go to work for 9 o'clock and it's actually 10 o'clock and you look like a yeah, complete pillock. <laughs> We lose an hour's sleep, as my mum used to say, yes. Yeah. Yes. But yes. lighter evenings, and God, do we need it after this horrible winter. Yes. Yeah, and, and at least, at least if you, this time round, we don't have, we're not all going out and sort of having a, sort of an extra hour sort of drinking or anything like that, so it's... You, Harry, you should wake up. Speak, speak for yourself, mate, you know. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you should, you should wake you up You should refreshed. see Steph, she's getting hammered these days. It's... <laughs> <coughs> Do you know I you, don't? You, own you a had hammer? one the other. You had one the other night, didn't you, Steph? I was like, my God, that's the first time in ten years. I'm sure. Yes, I've got a bottle of Bacardi in the fridge, and I think yeah. it's about ten years old. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be. Again. It's going to be so much nicer, isn't it? And and I, I know we're a way off yet, but lockdown is slowly starting to ease. Slowly, um, I mean, we 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 done this show the whole way through, and I honestly can't remember. It's got to be what six months since we all last saw each other. In, in yeah. person, yeah, in person, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. And before that, another six months before we locked down first time round. Yes, I do remember that last program before we we all had to uh, lock down. It was quite dramatic, and everyone was very excited and very nervous in the city. It was very very strange atmosphere. A bit, hmm. I don't know. It was, it was a bit like Christmas, but a bit like Armageddon at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be Armageddon for you, Terry. You're going to be getting <laughs> rid of your lockdown buddies. I'll have to oh, release yes. them, uh, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> into the streets. Yeah. Me and uh, whoever it is this week, Gareth Bale. There we are. Oh, okay. Who's, okay, I'm going to sound okay. naive now. Who's Gareth Bale? It's a footballer. Is fact, it? Right. That'd be why I don't is, know who it is. Um, <laughs> he's been in the news today because he's, um, he's he's finishing with Real Madrid. I think he's coming back to this country yeah, permanently. He? From what I understand, yeah, that was on independent radio news earlier on today, yeah. Oh, see. Has anyone signed Google it yet? Him. Is he going to Tottenham again? Or? He's coming to my dungeon. Um, oh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I've signed him. I'm sure he's looking forward to it, Terry. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I tell there was you, a bit of um, homoerotica on One Love Breakfast the other morning. 
Oh, yeah, they were getting a bit hot into the collar of um, was the, this the footballers that they like. It was because, because he, he, he is secretly a, a bit homoerotic. Well, I, I asked a question. <laughs> um, are you? Is this? Are we talking homosexuality on one love breakfast? And um, so the last half hour discussion was which footballer would they like to live with? Oh. oh. There we are. Well, who did he say? I was going to say. Who did he say, Steffi? I can't remember. He could have named anybody. I wouldn't have even known if they were a footballer or not. But they seem to be getting quite excited. But they picked the men's teams and not the women's teams. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should point out, this, this is the oh, One well. Love Breakfast, which is the breakfast show on our home on BCFM, station, BCFM, yeah. here in Bristol, the lovely Bristol. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So anyway, a very packed show coming up. Um, and of course, um, mm. a lot of today's show is around um, 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 transients. There's quite a few events coming up, isn't there? Um, including mm. Trans Day of Visibility. Me and um, Steffi caught up with Kaz from um, um, Trans Pride. Um, so we've got that coming up. But yep. first of all, it's time to head over and catch up with the lovely Alid from Brigstow. My five on shout out. Hi, it's Alid from Brigstow. Um, a lot of you know me, but for those who don't, I'm the community engagement manager here at Brigstow, which is the local HIV support services for Bristol, North Somerset and South Gloss. I'm here to talk to you today about some really, really good news for one of our services that we run. That's called the Positive Voices Programme and with group mentoring, clinic mentoring and one-to-one, our HIV awareness training and our annual recently diagnosed workshop. Now this was set up five years ago with funding from the National Lottery's Community Fund and this is the last year of that funding. So over the past year we've done lots of hard work, we undertook a full evaluation of these services and Then from that, we were able to submit an application to the lottery for continuation funding. And we are now in a position to say, and are delighted to say, that our application was successful and we have been awarded another five years of a continuation grant, which is enabling us to continue and develop these services. This is really amazing news and it means that these services and vital services can remain in place. All three of these services involve people living with HIV in their delivery, which is what makes them so effective. Many of our past and current clients know how beneficial our peer mentoring service is, and we've also been able to share this service model with other organisations around the UK. It is incredible. You know, we are a small organisation outside of London, and we've at the end of this, are going to have 10, wor- 10 years worth of funding specifically for peer mentoring. And for a lot of people living with HIV, that is so beneficial. To be able to chat with someone and have that shared and lived experience, to be able to meet someone who is also living with HIV reduces so much anxiety and so much isolation that they're already going through, which is just phenomenal and it is just really really good good news um you know one of our one of the clinical staff at 
the clinic up at Southmead has said that the realisation that people living with HIV are not alone, someone else has been there and someone you can speak to again and in the future and get some support from. And just to take away that fear and that anxiety of feeling like it's purely on your own shoulders is reassuring. One of our mentors has turned around and said as a mentee years ago it was um it was great it was the only place that they could go to and talk openly to someone without fear and it was a safe space to cry or to say how I was feeling and it was that experience that led them to become now a peer mentor with Brigstow which just shows kind of like the full service of it um, and the full circle moment of you're in that place you become a mentee you get matched with a mentor you have a really positive experience and then you feel like you want to give back um, and become the mentor and speak to other people so it is amazing it is a really really good bit of news in a time where I think good news isn't talked about enough. So if you're living with HIV or you know someone that does and you're finding it a bit difficult right now and you would just like to speak to someone that has that instant understanding, then please get in touch with us. We have peer mentors here that we can match you up with and that we can talk to you with. Or if you want to become a peer mentor, um, then get in touch with us as well. So you can contact us in all of the usual ways on our website at brigstow.org. Our phone number is 0117-9555038. And just mention that you're interested in HIV peer mentoring and we'll pop you through to the right person. Or just pop onto any of our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Brigstow. Or just search for Brigstow and you can slide in, slide into our DMs. We are always there for you. So I'm going to leave you now, but thank you very much for listening. And I hope you all have a fantastic evening and stay safe. And I hopefully will see you all very, very soon. Bye. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The shout out podcast. Uh, that's a tourist by uh, Billy Mick. Um, I believe it's something, is it number one in the, it's number one it's, in one of the charts, isn't it? It's number one in the LGBTQ charts, yes. Oh, cool. I yeah. didn't even know there was such a thing. That's really oh, cool. And, <laughs> sorry, but are you really gay? Come on. No, no, not really. <laughs> you're hiding that you're straight no. all this time just so you can be on radio. That's what my mum said when I came out. She said, you can't be gay, you're too untidy. <laughs> <laughs>
I like that. Um, he what? hails um, he hails from Florida, um, and he performs at uh, Disney and Universal Studios. Uh, obviously, pre lockdown. Um, although the the, uh, the parks are starting to open now. Um, the the song is about him feeling like an alien because um, in Florida and the rest of the states, that's how he feels. So he's talking about his own country, um, as opposed to when he performed at Manchester Pride when he felt all the warmth and love that these scepter dials give gayers. Interesting. <laughs> 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 it, it, well, nice. a, a fact about about charts. Did you know that uh, at one point it was uh, the uh, sort of the gay chart, as it was uh, at one point, was known as the Boys Town chart. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that's a bit sexist. The eighties. Well, 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 then if it was the eighties, yeah. it was high energy. We're talking, we're yeah. talking about eighty three, eighty four, and mm-hmm. that's how that's how high energy music was first described. Was first sort of described was was called boys it's town. Called boys music. town. In fact, there was a band called Boys Town Gang, wasn't there? Yep, there One was. The yeah. Acts. yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's an interesting news fact um, from around the world to do with LGBT plus things. Um, Let's go over to Rose and Terry. This is the shout-out news headlines on Thursday the 25th of March. The first anniversary of the arrival of the lockdown situation in the UK fell on Tuesday the 23rd of March. Many television and radio programmes and much internet content commemorated this date when society changed forever. In a survey published in its magazine FS, the Gay, Pan and Bi Men's Health Charity, GMFA, which was formerly known as Gay Men Fighting AIDS, reported that the community had responded splendidly by showing restraint and social distancing through the year. Ian Howley, who is the chief executive of LGBT Hero, the parent organisation of GMFA, commented, I don't think anyone here thought we'd ever have to tell people not to have sex, but as we didn't know the full extent of what we were dealing with, that's exactly what we had to do. Our messaging worked and most people didn't hook up. And there's a full examination of a wide-ranging survey on gay and bi men and their experiences in the lockdown, which is now available to view for free at the GMFA website. The long-standing San Francisco paper, The Bay Area Reporter, notes that LGBTQ groups put aside their differences and rallied alongside anti-racists on Sunday in response to an act of anti-Asian terror in Atlanta, which had left eight people dead. The nationwide US charity, the GLBTQ Plus Asian Pacific Alliance, was a key organiser of the March of Solidarity Against Racism. B247 reports that an internationally focused LGBTQ comic art festival founded by Bristol-based podcaster and former shout-out contributor Nathan Adam will be taking place in real time at the Station Youth Hub on Saturday the 4th of September. Pride CAF will give independent LGBTQ plus creators a chance to sell their work after a difficult year. The full lineup will be released in the summer, but the comic writer Joe Glass and illustrator Sarah Millman are already confirmed. Atheist magazine The Free Thinker welcomes the unprecedented grant given by philanthropist John L. Stryker to the American Civil Liberties Union. Mr. Stryker is gay and has long supported the liberal, HIV, LGBTQ and sexual freedom causes through his grants. 
The grant to the ACLU of $15 million is the lar largest in the organisation's history. John Stryker is heir to the Stryker Corporation, medical devices manufacturer, and has used his money to support many concerns, including the environment as well as human equality. LGBTQ activist groups have largely been si silent on the issue of violent protest in the wake of riots against proposed new powers for police, which took place in Bristol City Centre on Sunday of last week and during which two police officers were seriously injured. We reached out to our contacts at various LGBTQ campaign organisations for their views on this hotly dis discussed topic, but no one wished to make a statement. Even usually vocal activists were slightly thrown by the topic and either said that it was not an LGBTQ issue or that they did not know what to make of it. We did get two quotes, however. One gay man in his 50s who works in the city centre said that the crowds had been intimidating and frightening and he said that it was a disgrace that the Socialist Workers' Party group had placards reading Kill the Bill. However, another man who told us he was queer said Get and read history. Women would have no vote if suffragettes hadn't broken a few windows and gay men would be criminals if people hadn't fought the police and burned buildings. Well, this discussion is likely to go on in the news media for many months to come. And finally, Gallup, the LGBT plus anti-violence charity based in London, are advertising for a new young people's engagement worker. The charity says it is looking for an LGBT plus experienced practitioner to provide an effective and professional service to the LGBT plus young people facing violence and abuse. This is a new role in our specialist young persons service, working with young LGBT plus victims of abuse and violence. For an application pack and to read more information about this job offer, visit gallop.org.uk. Remote working is possible so that the role is not limited to people in reach not is not limited to people in reach of the London Gallup office. For these news stories in further detail and much, much more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Rose France and Terry Starr. <laughs> Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's uh, London Grammar, and uh, that's called uh, Night Call. So lovely. That, that's um, a remix, isn't it? It's got to be. I recognise that um, kind of backing track there. Yep, it is. Uh, Freemasons. Hmm. Yeah. Lovely song, that one. Did, you, did I see, did you say that's a kind of trans anthem, that one? It's an adopted one because the words fit quite well for people um, approaching transition or going, um, well, I wouldn't say suffering with gender dysphoria, but basically that's what happens. Oh, nice. So, I, I just think it's a lovely song. 
It is beautiful, and I'm not mm. sure that Linda Grammer meant it to be a trans anthem, but it no. just fits very well. <laughs> no, but that's a bit like when we interviewed um, 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 Heather Small from the M People. She was um, she was saying that some of her tracks become big anthems, and she never wrote them to be like that, yeah. but they've become that. She's yeah. really proud of that. So um, yeah, I, yeah. I would imagine um, Linda Grammer probably feel the same. So now talking of um, trans things, it's um, fast approaching trans visibility, um, and uh, my. Myself and Steph caught up with Kaz from um, Trans Pride here in Bristol. Have a listen to this. Trans Day of Visibility. Fast approaching. And who better to have on the show to go through what's coming up? Uh, Kaz from Trans Pride Southwest. First of all, Kaz, let's talk about what Trans Day of Visibility means to yourself. Well, Trans Day of Visibility is a celebration of trans people and to raise awareness of the contribution that trans people make to society um, and for me it's a really important day because um, it was three years ago when somebody came into my workplace and did a trans day of visibility event and I went into my workplace for the first time as my authentic self Oh, was that um, planned? See, was oh, it coincidence? Was oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that would have been no quite a coincidence. <laughs> no, no, no. I had actually um, come out to my um, LGBT um, group at work um, six months before, but they'd kind of arranged this event, and uh, it was actually seeing visible people that I could relate to coming into the workplace. It made me comfortable to go in um, and express my own uh, gender identity. Mm, that must be quite inspiring and very helpful. And probably quite exhilarating, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, it was, uh, it, you know, it's, 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 I think it's really important you have role models and people you can um, relate to. And uh, I must say it was a quite a scary thing to be going into work. You know, um, yeah, yeah, it, it was a, a significant day for me. And uh, I think it, it's, it really is a, you know, a day to raise awareness. And, and I'm really proud that uh, um, you know, we have that kind of um, ability to, to, to do that. Do you get those memories come back um, uh, each year when we have um, TDOV? Um, oh, yeah, because it was such a big day for me. It was, I actually made a, <laughs> quite a, a big event of it because I actually went into my doctor's on the same day. Um, I, I had it kind of all planned. I went to my doctor's and I, it was when I basically said I want to be re- referred to the um, gender identity um, clinic. Um, and <laughs> I, I was at a very early appointment um, outside the waiting room and, and got called in doctor expected one person and he saw another person in front of him and i, I never get a look <laughs> on his face when he saw me there. it was quite funny and then i went and had my eyebrows done afterwards as well so um, yeah i never really get that day in a hurry a full day of change and no, no looking back by the sounds of it which is great um so um trans pride southwest um how are things going over there because of course um i mean everything kind of has been on pause a bit for a year it'd normally be a fairly big event wouldn't there yeah you know we went online last year um we made a pretty good job of it um 2019 was, was our biggest year where we had parade uh, through the centre of town, and we and we had, you know, perhaps our biggest uh, attendance yet at our, at our um, community day. So last year was uh, all online, um, obviously completely different. But I think we did a, a reasonably good job of it. You know, we, as just like all people, we we had to try mm. to to adapt. Um, and yeah, so this yeah. year we're just at, you know, at the moment we're just um, 
this is our kind of quiet period where we kind of look forward to the, to the year and start thinking about what we might better do. Um, so are you are you thinking yeah. are you thinking um, an event this year, or do you think you'll keep it online? Well, we've had uh, some discussions about this, and we, obviously we have to see how it goes. It's, it's a really difficult situation at the moment. We're hoping that later in the year we can do maybe a mixture of online and um, in-person events because the online events do actually have some advantages they make you know, they're more accessible to, to some people um, and I think we kind of learned that online um, is a good kind of thing to have, to, to have in your um, arsenal as well do you think that that will continue then Kaz uh, I mean you're you're Transpride Southwest um, I know uh, you're Bristol based but do you actually coordinate events uh, throughout the Southwest and do you feel that the the online events will run in parallel with with live events I think they will do you know, we we've, we've been talking about um, not you know on our live events streaming them as well um, so that if you can't make it you can at least still see see what's going on and, and you know if you're perhaps um a trans person that's you know not um maybe not not out yet you can at least maybe you know look look and uh, see you know see these role models and see what see what's going on so yes i think it's going to be a mixture in the future um, but but we you know, we're desperate to have some physical events as well and i think most um most clients are and let's hope that you know in the summer and later in the year we can uh, get back together again Oh, fingers crossed! Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, it, it it has taken its toll a lot on a lot of people. I mean, have you have you noticed um, the effects of of um, it on on um, especially the trans community? Yes, definitely. You know, um, you know, I I noticed it. A lot of my friends, um, you know, really struggle. I think to be fair, you know, we're all kind of struggling, but in particular, with people that live alone. Um, I know people that have basically been by themselves for six months almost now, um, um, and it's really hard. Um, you know, I, I, I work with the um, on, a, on an LGBTQ plus steering group uh, that is involved with mental health, and I've seen some of the people in that you know being a bit down. Um, so it's, it's been it's a real struggle, um, and I, I, my, my own personal experiences you know i find that it's really tough at the moment hopefully um now we're in march soon be april um things will start to get better so you, for, for those that are listening though who, who may be struggling um and like do you have any advice you give them are there, are there things that are going on that they could participate in that might help or you should uh, people they could reach out to well there are um some online events going on, which, um, for example, Pride are, are, have been running some um, film nights. Um, there was a, a quiz night I attended just recently. So there are still events online that you can can go on to. Um, and, and there are um, support services out there. You know, I, I would always encourage people to, to talk to somebody. Um, for example, there's the um, uh, Mindline Trans Plus uh, for the trans community. Uh, have their lines open on the Monday and the Friday evening. You, they are there to listen to you, um, and they won't be judgmental. Um, so if you're feeling a bit down, you're, I would encourage you to reach out to people. Um, now you're actually part of um, a mental health network, Kaz. 
Now, I, I think we could do a full interview on just this alone, which we w might well do. But can you just give us a little bit of background in what, what you're doing with that charity? Yes, well, I'm involved with the Independent Mental Health Network, uh, and they kind of started in Bristol. Um, and they work with people with this experience of mental health, and they campaign for change to improve the uh, process of mental health um, services. We've just started up an LGBT plus steering group, as they just started up, it actually started uh, last September. And we're basically trying to advocate for you know, the mental health needs of LGBT plus people. We'll be running some uh, listening events. We've got uh, some funding from uh, the, the Metro charity. So those listening events will be coming up um, later in the spring. All right, cool. A, a listening event. Can you tell us a bit more about that? What, what yes. does that involve? So what we want to do is to basically invite people along from the LGBT plus community um, from uh, and ask them to tell us about how how they've um, felt mental health providers have, have helped them in any way or, or what kind of issues they've got um, and it's kind of a, a very open discussion and we're splitting it down into a number of different themes like intersectionality gender identity sexuality disabilities age um, and we basically want to try and listen to people and understand what, what their needs are and what their issues are uh, and then feed that back to to people that might actually better change and, and help um, the mental health of um, LGBT plus people. Cass, um, we're fast running out of time. Um, just one more word from you um, about um, Trans Day of Visibility. How would you like to see that day going forward? I'm quite happy that you know, it's just one day a year because um, we have other days as well. We have Trans Day of Remembrance and International Day Against Homophobia, Biophobia and Transphobia. Um, but I, I think, you know, you, you shouldn't just advocate for trans people on one day of the year. Um, I think it's important that allies and, and, and trans people are visible every day uh, and, and trying to, to put the message out there that, you know, we just want basically to to integrate with, with society, to contribute to society and not to be discriminated against. Hmm. So I guess this day is just an exclamation mark on what happens for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's, it's like all these awareness days. It's, it's a day when um, organisations, um, businesses can use the opportunity to, to raise awareness and basically say, you know, treat trans people with dignity and respect um, and, and support them. So, Kaz, um, Trans Day of Visibility, 31st of March, correct me if I'm wrong, this year? Correct. Um, uh, if people want to find out more about yourself and Trans Pride and all the things that are going on, especially because at the moment we don't really know um, what may happen this year because of COVID and the like, but if they want to find out and stay in touch, etc., um, where's the best place for them to check out? Do you have a website? Yeah, so we're just about to, to launch our, our new website, actually, and it's... Um it should be available soon, if it's not already, on tpsw.co.uk. Brilliant. Cool. Well, listen, Kaz, it's lovely to talk to you um, and have a brilliant um, Trans Day of Visibility. I do agree. I think every day should be um, um, a visible day for, for um, um, trans people alike. So, But it's been lovely to talk to you. And uh, as Steph said, hopefully we'll get you back so that um, we can talk about the mental health stuff um, a little bit later on um, in the year. But uh, for now, uh, thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thank you, Kaz. You, bye. bye then. 
For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. That's uh, Bits and Pieces by Artemisia and uh, that's the 2018 uh, remix there's actually a song came out in the um, in the 90s that one and uh, I, I was I, I missed it I didn't realise they did a remix in 2018 <laughs> but um, I stumbled over it I like God that reminds me of being a teenager again it's <laughs> actually um, the, the Dave Clark 5 were the first with bits and pieces in the 60s weren't they Terry did it sound anything I like that remember it personally no absolutely no. not <laughs> did you know the song you mean very did <laughs> <laughs> so. in fact it was used as a television commercial as well the Dave Clark 5 one wasn't it for a pizza thing remember they it used to sell these little bits of pizzas it was called bits of pizza oh forget it <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. oh, I see well what that you died to death Terry <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd kill it off early yeah, we'll uh, we'll cut that out of the show later. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, it is that time of the month again when we take uh, your new stories um, and go a little bit extra into them. And uh, Terry, you've got quite a collection for us this week, haven't you, mate? Well, we'll see how far we get, actually, Andy. That's right. Um, we've got a lovely article, Care of the Gay Times. Now, Steffi turned me on to this article, which is a little bit of good I'm, news. I'm pleased you put that on the end there. The, um, <laughs> all the... Um, all the difficult sort of stuff which has been in the news at times because Pakistan has seen its first uh, transgender-only madrasa, which is an Islamic teaching school, opening. And it will teach students the Quran and life skills. Uh, because, you see, in uh, Pakistan, trans people, although they are part of uh, culture for a long time, do face religious obstacles. And um, the founder of the school, Rani Khan, told Reuters news agency, most families do not accept us transgender people. They throw us out of their homes and then people turn to wrongdoing. At one time, I was also one of them. She was disowned by her family at the age of 13 and forced to beg on the streets but um, at the age of 17 she joined a transgender group managed to save some money performing at uh, dancing at weddings and celebratory functions and has now launched this madrasa Um, and it's very very interesting that um, in a country where same-sex marriage and relations are criminalized under a penal code dating from 1860 and are very culturally taboo that there is a movement of transgender people um, and uh, I think it reflects the wider difference I think we we noticed this before when we've covered Iran um, in that, that sometimes people can find a way to square a transgender identity with their religion but at the moment most of the Muslim world I'd say the most Muslim countries do have an issue with homosexuality what do, what do other people think about that story? Um, I, I think great. I found Pakistan. it great, posi- great positivity from Pakistan. Mm. I'm not in India. The the trans people are called the uh, Hydra. Um, I'm not That's sure right, Pakistan yeah. still oh, yes. um, use those the, use those terms. Um, but um, ten thousand four hundred and eighteen people in the last Pakistani census um, said that they identified as um, as trans. Quite so, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Rose, gradually, so, you were going to yeah, say. Yeah. Sorry, Rose. Yeah. 
Oh, no. I, I was just going to say that I found it really uh, quite an uplifting story. Um, one of the main reasons is because actually the, the sort of dedication to teaching the Quran to um, fellow trans people... Um, I'm not sure what the the male female split is, um, if if you know what I mean. But I because I'm not sure about how the Quran is taught. I don't know enough about the the culture. But however, I found it very like encouraging, and I found it very uplifting that mm. you know that that her main concern was actually that she wanted to. Um, cement her own beliefs and faith um in into into the lives of others as it were mm, so mm. i found it quite interesting i still find it quite obsessing that um, um a lot of it still goes back to these like that one there you said the penal code from 1860 i bet that bet you anyone that's something that came from us isn't it indeed <laughs> yes yeah. during the british occupation of what was then northern india yeah know, which is now pakistan yeah you're absolutely right um very interesting so why do can i just ask terry why do you yeah. think there is a difference between um that 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 particular culture let's say and and say in some others around the world that don't accept um homosexuality let's say yeah and, it- and but they do accept trans it's an interesting that's right yes I, I mean, I've discussed this I mean I remember discussing it with Mary who was our first producer on this programme and had worked in Iran uh, and she said it's very interesting from the point of view of being uh, a single woman as she was at the time not she wasn't out uh, as a lesbian when she was working in Iran but she said um, what they'd done is the, the, the Iranian Islamic State which of course is a sort of a mishmash between some sort of leftist principles and religious fundamentalism which came to power in 1979 what they'd done is is they'd squared under their understanding of the Quran their um, the belief that somebody could change gender and so what they were doing was offering sex changes or gender reassignment surgery to people who were not experiencing gender dysphoria does that make sense to you yeah um, yeah I, so, that, I find so some gay men found it quite upsetting some gay men had fled to turkey and they said well i didn't want to have any surgery but you mm. know uh, so we're, we're it's a very it's a very mixed bag but in terms of transgender identity iran is 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 actually quite enlightened steph do, do you think that's a fair assumption to say um, that's a sort of that's a it is if you really were born with gender dysphoria um, mm. it, it turns out that um, islam but, yeah. can be uh, quite very supportive the problem is is that they also rule that if you're a, a guy and fancy another guy you must be a female so then uh, you yes. get this forced um transition um that's which it, is yeah. why you you get those uh, a lot of um gay men escaping across the border to Turkey. Turkey, yeah. yeah. I do remember seeing a programme on TV, you, yeah. I think it was a BBC one, where um, yeah. um, you know there were gay couples and one of them was transitioning, not necessarily because they were trans, but because of that rule you just talked about, Steph. 
yeah yeah um, um i've just um, looked up about uh, the, the the use of um the 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 term hydra um, it is commonly used yep. in the whole of south asia uh, but in urdu um it's it's uh, it's quite a derogatory term um so oh, they, is it they, so i thought yeah, it was uh, not, in, like not, not so much well it, it was but um in urdu it's it's turned out to be quite a slight um so the the name they use there is Kawasha Sara um, so that's used instead to refer to transgender intersex or mm. eunuchs oh. right, of yeah I was going to say yeah, actually yeah. in the in the Old Testament for for the Hebrew um, religions of course eunuchs are mentioned many times many times and they are uh, um, you know accepted very much as as um, doing God's will and often in, in positions of authority so that's an interesting um, no, very, very. that's a very good point Rose yeah I hadn't thought of that thank you but yeah, oh, I, will, I will be more mindful of my use of language in, in uh, using the term hetero in future than in particular yeah well it's no it's still we, we used learned, it's, yeah, yeah it's still used Terry but it's just in one particular language um, Urdu, Urdu. Um, yeah, okay. in Pakistan as a whole um, the the presence of people who are trans, identified as transgender are tolerated and considered blessed in Pakistani culture um, oh, it nice. would seem yeah. they're deemed to have a direct cultural descendant of the court of eunuchs of the Mughal era, thought to be born with genital dysphoria and afraid that they might curse uh, one their fate. People listen to their needs, give them aims, and invite their presence at various events and functions, um, uh, i.e., a birth of a child. Yeah, and um, a wedding, isn't it? I did know yes, that in Indian yeah, culture, yeah. it's very, yeah. very good luck to have it is um, uh, intersex or trans people dancing at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. Here it's chimney sweeps, isn't I it? Was, you know, you were reading my mind. That was exactly what I was thinking when you said that. <laughs> Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chim. We're very tight on time. So the other issue I wanted to cover tonight, and people may have seen this in Pink News, it's been in Gay Times, it's been on the Attitude website, it's been generally um, reported by the BBC as well, is that several people have resigned from the board of Pride in London. So this isn't Bristol Not just several, the entire, the, the entire board yeah, resigned. Yeah, well, two of the, two of the five chief directors and many others have have quit, as, as I understand it. Continues I've got here. So can I ask why? Um, due to, it's due to allegations of racism and bullying. Oh. And in a statement, Pride have said, in response to recent critical media coverage and feedback received from former volunteers and the wider community on an urgent need for Pride in London to create more inclusive environments which centres black volunteers, people of colour and other marginalised community groups, the Community Pride CIC is announcing immediate and significant changes to its structure and leadership. So the co-chairs have gone, uh, although they have been thanked for their past work. Um, but in an interview with the Gay Times magazine, um, Ramel Affleck from the board said, who is the director of communications, uh, spoke about the lack of inclusion of POC, QTPOC, uh, voices within the Pride in London infrastructure, stating us there was no willingness to protect black and brown people. And in a quite um, interesting interview with Pink News, 
the popular singer and stalwart of gay pride, Sinita, uh, has revealed how, in her presence, a white gay man disparaged black lesbians in her presence and that she was made to feel less welcome in recent years after she appeared on stage with an inclusive entourage, including black gay people and transgender youth. She said, I've always felt at my safest and most accepted in the gay scene, so I was truly shocked to hear some of the things that I heard. So I would like to ask the panel, have you ever experienced any bigotry or intolerance from within the wider LGBTQ movement or community? And what have you done about it? Oh, good question. Yeah, I have. Sorry, just ran out. I have I mean, personally. Um, I mean, this is one of the things I love about Bristol is you know we we, we do work together. Um, I mean, it's not perfect. I don't think anywhere is perfect, but I'd like to think our home here is one of the better places in the country for us all working together on things as opposed to fighting each other. I mean, I don't know what the rest of you think. I guess there must be people out there who are prejudiced um, uh, against uh, LGBTQ community or the... Um, oh, yeah, I've had prejudice the, outside, you know. I mean, I've had homophobia um, No, I mean within the, our own times, community. Because um, yeah. we, there, we know there's prejudice of all sorts within our community because our community is part of society as a whole. Hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I've had I've had the, the the usual. I've been, you know, you've had the you're too old. You shouldn't be here, type thing. Um, that that happens quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I, yeah, there is an ageism on the scene. I think as, yeah. as I get older, I'm certainly yeah. feeling that more, much more. I'm sure. Well, you are cracking on, Andrew. Oi, years of you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going backwards, didn't I tell you? <laughs> you in your time machine. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just quite impressed that um, um, you, you turned Terry on from that. What he said at the top of the news there. <laughs> yes, it was a turn of phrase. That what you're calling They're very interesting. Another thing, also just just. A- tie things all up together is that there's been a lot of criticism over the uh, appearance of the Metropolitan Police marching as police mm. in Pride in London, particularly after the Black Lives Matter movement. This is really splitting the community in London. And of course, it all ties in with what was happening in Bristol at the weekend and the other night. So watch this space. It's going to be a very interesting time um, yeah. for politics. That's also been mentioned in Bristol, Terry, about the uh, allowing the police to march at... Um at Bristol Pride I think it's been a bone of contention for a number of years through uh, certainly through the older parts of the community because people are uh, sort of remember the brutalities that have happened in the past um, towards the LGBTQ community as to whether people feel that their presence um is, is appropriate but then there are LGBT uh, people who are police people exactly you know yeah, so, yeah, exactly. so and if you don't it, it if you don't ways. forget well, if you don't forgive and move on you, you never get past it we wouldn't be able to do what we do if, if society yeah. didn't move on so I yeah, don't know very true I understand why people yeah. feel like that but I also have people who are friends who are in the armed forces in the police etc and they're proud of it mm. and they want to make the difference and they want to march as uh, um, you know, people in their uniform as part of Pride, and I think that should be encouraged. You know, yeah, yeah definitely. I don't I think they get everything right. I, I don't think any of us do, but it's nice to see them making the effort. So, 
Anyway, that is it for this. That is it for this week. Uh, remember, we are looking for people to get involved in the show. So, uh, if you do know someone that would be interested, or perhaps even yourself, please do get in touch with us. It's not just about being on air. There's loads of roles available across Shoutout, so please get in touch by emailing studio at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Um, and that's how you can get hold of us if you've got any comments on the show as well. But uh, next week we're talking trucks, and I don't mean the big things. <laughs> um, but for myself and the rest of the team, say bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you.